You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 8. Let me give you a little bit of a... We don't have time to read the entire portion, but let me give you a little bit of the background. First of all, the Amalekites have invaded Ziglag, and they've burned it with fire, and they've taken the wives of these men, David. They've taken the wives, they've taken the sons, the daughters as captives. Now, um, this is what the Bible says. The Bible says that it was so bad that the Bible says that David and the people with him lifted up their voice and wept. But not just wept, but they wept until they had no more power to weep. That's how, that, that's, that's the picture that we're seeing here. That's the situation we, we find David and his men. And um, after all this is happening, on top of this, David is distressed. If you continue reading the story, the Bible says that he was distressed because the people spake of stoning him. This is the same guy who's trying to help you. Oh, well, look, we just lost our wife, we lost our sons, we lost our daughters. In a way, I feel like I would probably fall in that same category. My flesh would probably want to feel that same exact way. But I love what David did. He encouraged himself yeah. in the Lord. Yeah. He encouraged himself. He didn't. Now, I, just my human flesh, I don't think I'd be encouraging myself in the Lord. I'd be either trying to figure out the situation super fast, but to David's credit, he inquired, he encouraged himself in the Lord. Verse, uh, verse 8 of chapter 30 says the following, And David inquired, there it is. inquired yeah. at the Lord, saying, Shall I? There it is. Shall I? Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? Now, if it were me, I'd be like, oh, you took my wife, you took my kids, it's on. But instead of making that rash decision in, the, in, just the, in that moment, he stops. He pauses and says, Lord, shall I? Shall I pursue? I like that word he used, pursue. Should I pursue after them? And look what the Lord says. And he answered him, pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them, and without, I like this part, fail, without fail, recover all. Not just some. Uh, some of your men are going to get your wives back. Some of you are going to get your sons and daughters back. We'll see. No, no, no. All is going to be recovered. And we see that in this entire, in this entire, uh, uh, in this story here, that everything was, was uh, recovered. And a matter of fact, I, I find it really interesting. In verse 14, Verse 14, uh, they're, going to, uh, uh, they're going to rescue the wives, sons, and, and daughters. But look at this, verse 14. We made an invasion upon the south of the Cherethites and upon the coast which belonged to Judah and upon the south of Caleb, and we burned, oh, that's a good name, by the way, and we burned Ziglag with fire. All right, this is a, now he's asking, uh, they come across this Egyptian, and it turns out this is one of the servants of one of the masters of the Malachites. So it's really interesting here. This same guy who was against them, now the Lord's going to use him to help them recover everything that they've just, what's been taken. And so we see here, if we had more time to read it, we would see verse 15, and David said to him, canst thou bring me down, talking to the Egyptian guy, and he said, swear unto me by God that thou wilt neither kill me. This is the Egyptian guy speaking. He's like, please don't kill me if I tell you. Don't kill me, nor deliver me into thine hands of my master. Well, probably because if you deliver me into the hands of my master, he's probably going to kill me, all right, for ratting uh, them out. 
of my master, and I will bring thee down to this company. And that's exactly what happened. He inquired the Lord when it seemed like all things, this is number three, Number one, he inquired of the Lord when he didn't really know what to do. Secondly, he inquired of the Lord when he was scared. But thirdly, he inquired of the Lord when all seemed lost. Can you imagine this? I mean, imagine how Job felt. Can, do you, don't you think it was hard sometimes for Job to say, uh, the Lord gave and the Lord have taken away, but blessed be the name of the Lord? Don't you think that would have been tougher for Job to say after his wife said, why don't you just curse God and die? All right, that's not very encouraging. And thank goodness I don't have a wife like that. I have the best wife in the, in the world. And I, I'm thankful that, that just, like, uh, just like Job, David did the exact same thing. He didn't run. He didn't, he didn't I'm sure there was worry. There has to be. He just took my family. Uh, there's got to be some sort of worry. But instead of, uh, instead of making a rash decision or just running, he inquired of the Lord. There's some things in, in, in our life, in my life, in your life, that it's like, oh man, I feel like I've just, I mean, I've lost my job. I've, um, I've just, I feel like I don't, and nothing is going right for me. Um, I just, maybe I just, you know, we're very, we're struggling financially. Uh, whatever the situation is, you may feel like everything is lost. But as long as you're in the, as, as long as you're in the center of God's will, you're not lost. The Lord knows. The Lord's going to take care of you. Um, how many times have we misplaced something? Uh, uh, we just recently lost uh, a ring. <laughs> The wedding ring, and we've been praying, uh, uh, just, you know, Lord, this is very important. We need to find this, not mine. I have mine right now, but have you ever lost something? Maybe that's a very valuable, and you, you spend multiple, uh, maybe hours upon hours, you're looking for it, and just all you had to do was pray, and there it was. I remember uh, my 15th birthday, I, I got a, uh, a purity ring, and so similar to this one, not as nice, obviously, but it was uh, similar to this one, and I had lost it. Had lost it, and I was very sad. You know, I knew my parents had spent a lot of money on it, and uh, I'm not a crier, but for some reason I did cry in that situation. I was just crying about it. My mom's like, "Well, have you asked the Lord? Like, have you asked him? He knows." I was like, "No, oh, I'm just muttering under my breath and blah 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 blah." And so I was like, "Well, why don't you actually pray about it?" And this is—I'm not exaggerating. You could ask. Well, my brother's probably too young, but my mom. And uh, we prayed about it. And a couple of minutes later, Pastor, there it was underneath one of our uh, chairs there. So it's just, are you, how are we, are we inquiring of the Lord when these different times come in our lives? Number four, I like that David, we're going to see here in 2 Samuel, if we could go there, please. 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 1. Not only did uh, the, these three different um, situations where David inquired of the Lord, but number four, he inquired of the Lord when all seemed to be all right. And what I mean by that is like everything, not necessarily was perfect, but everything seemed to be settling down. In 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 1, let's go there real quick, please. And it came to pass after this that David inquired of the Lord. Now before that, remember he was lamenting Saul and Jonathan's death. But here everything, or everything seems to be calming down a little bit. And it came to pass after this that David inquired of the Lord, there it is again, saying, Shall I go up into any of the cities of Judah? And the Lord said unto him, go up. So far the Lord has a response, right? He has a, yeah, go do it. And the Lord said unto him, go up. And David said, whither shall I go up? And he said unto him, Hebron. So he's telling him. Now, later on we would see that um, David would be anointed as uh, king of Judah. And we would see that later on. But, you know, I, I, I saw this and I thought to myself, you know, when everything's going well is when we seem to take our foot off the pedal. Uh, I thought about our, our church and, you know, how we had just 
I paid off the debt. I love that our pastor is not taking his foot off the pedal. I love that we still have a vision. We still have a vision, and we need to help support uh, a pastor and his vision. You know, we have that project, Lord willing, coming up in the next year or so, break ground. And some of us, uh, I wonder if there's some of us who are thinking, oh, that can't be possible. You don't want to go in with a defeated attitude. That's not, that's not faith. And so the vision that he has here, you know, that everything seems to be going well. But during those times, it's not the time to take our foot off the pedal. Uh, it's not the time to, to stop our walk with God. It's not our time to stop family altar time. And sometimes that can be hard. I understand that. And sometimes maybe, uh, you know, uh, maybe, you know, being honest with uh, where, maybe at work, uh, whatever it is, maybe, no, I'm good. I've done this already. No, everything seems to be going well. My finances are in order. Everything is. But that's when we still need to be inquiring of the Lord. Everything was in quotes, kind of like calmed down, but he was still inquiring of the Lord. So even in the good times, he inquired. By the way, God is not just a 911 call. He wants to fellowship with us, even when things are going well, all right? Uh, in the valley, in the mountain, he wants to fellowship with us. He wants us. That's his desire. Uh, James chapter 4, verse 8 says, draw nigh. Draw nigh to God, and he will, will draw nigh to you. To you. Yeah, we have to do our part. We have to do our part, and God wants that fellowship with us. But we can't, he can't draw nigh to us if we're not doing our part. Pastor's given us the illustration. He's so good at painting pictures, how he'll have someone come up, and he'll take a step towards them, and they'll take a step towards him. What are they doing? They're drawing nigh to each other. That's God's desire. Number five, we're almost done here. We'll finish it up. Number five, not only did David inquire of the Lord when he didn't know what to do, or inquire of the Lord when he was scared, or when all seemed lost, or even when everything seemed to be all right. But number five, he inquired of the Lord when the enemy returns. The Philistines are going to come back. Well, let's go real quick, please, to 2 Samuel chapter 5. 2 Samuel chapter 5. Let's take a look at verses 22 through 25. All right, now I'm going to bypass the first part. The very first part of this is the Philistines have... They've, they've overheard that uh, David's going to be anointed as king of Israel. And so they come up. And of course, uh, David, just as he had before, he had inquired of the Lord. He had inquired of the Lord. Uh, going back just a little bit, you don't have to go there, uh, to the verse before that. Verse 17, but when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David. And I love this. And David heard of it and went down to the hold. All right, David could have gone straight to the fight. Let's go. It's go time, right? I can do this. But you know what? I believe, Pastor, I believe he learned from his past experiences. Mm -hmm. You know what? The Lord has helped me before. This is the way to do it. Why would he fail me now? He'll never, he, he's not going to fail me. And so that's what he did here. Verse 22 through 25. Let's go ahead and read that. And the Philistines came up yet again. Yeah. Oh, man, these guys just won't learn. Imagine that you ever have one of those or know one of those people. It's like, didn't I already give you the answer to that? Right? And so that's how I kind of picture this. The Philistines, here they come again. Oh, you want some more? Okay. So look at this. Verse 22. And I will yet, oh, nope, wrong chapter. Verse 22. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Look what the Lord says. Thou shalt not go up. Well, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. You always say to go. But this time he's saying, He's not necessarily saying, no, not at all. He's just saying, wait. This is what I'd like you to do instead. 
So instead of going up right away, look what the Lord says here. He says, thou shalt not go up. But what does the Lord say, follow that with? But fetch a compass behind them and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. Verse 24, and let it be when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees that then thou shalt bestir thyself. For then shall the Lord go out before thee. Why? Because it's nothing that he did. It's nothing that David did. It was all for the Lord. And that way the Lord got the glory out of this. Oh, I'm sure the Lord could have, the Lord probably could have said, oh yeah, go up, just like before. But I like that there was a little difference here. It says, go out before thee. This is the Lord. I will go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. Verse 25, and David did so. All right, he didn't sit there question. He did. He did so as the Lord hath commanded him and smote the Philistines from Geba until thou come to Gazer. I love that about that. You know, there's no better way than God's way. You know, I'm thinking, you know, ah, I've done this before. Nope. I think this is what we're going to do this time. That's not true. The Lord might have a different way. So just because, uh, that's why it's so important for us to daily inquire of him. Sometimes we overlook that. Sometimes I overlook that. Sometimes I'm so used to doing something one way, or the Lord wanted me to do it this time. I wonder if he wants me to talk to this certain person a different way. Maybe there's something uh, that I have to do differently. Um, I'd like us to see real quickly three kings, and we're not going to take time to actually turn there. I'm just going to give them to you. Three kings... Now, if kings can fall, imagine how much more I feel like I can fall, right? We're going to see three kings, three kings quickly I'd like to give you here that didn't seek the Lord. The first one is King Rehoboam. Second Chronicles chapter 12, verse 14, I'll just read it to you. By the way, he reigned for 17 years. Can you imagine 17 years, like, um, really not seeking the Lord, inquiring of the Lord? I don't know how I could even do that. Second Chronicles chapter 12, verse 14, the Bible says, and he did evil because he prepared not his heart to seek the Lord. What was that? Inquire. Inquiring of the Lord. I don't know about you, but like Brother Moyer mentioned, I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want to hear that. And, and when you're not inquiring of the Lord, when I'm not inquiring of the Lord, when I'm not taking time to seek what the Lord's will is, I'm not inquiring. Very sad. And it's sad to see, in the previous verse, the Bible says that he strengthened himself in Jerusalem. Now, normally, we see in the past that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Well, in the verse prior to this, the Bible says that Rehoboam uh, strengthened himself in Jerusalem. It doesn't, sadly, it doesn't say, and that's, I, I hope that's never said of me. I never want it to be said, oh, he strengthened himself. Well, in, in myself? I don't want to strengthen myself. I know I, I'm not, I'm not capable of my own stuff. I need the Lord. We need the Lord more than anything. So important. Second king is King Asa. In 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 12, it says, And Asa in the 30 and 9th year of his reign was diseased in his feet. Now, that's random. That's weird, isn't it? You don't really see that most of the time. You usually don't die of that. But he was a disease in his feet until his disease was exceeding great. Now, you would, you would imagine, hey, Asa, you're getting pretty sick, buddy. It's probably a good idea if you look up. Well, he didn't. Instead, what did he do? He didn't look up. Instead, he looked Around The Bible says that he looked to the physicians. He looked to man. I think that's part of the problem in each one of our lives. Sometimes, um, in my life included, I feel like sometimes I'm just looking in the wrong spot. I feel like in the first place, and pastors always mentioned it, got to look up, look up, instead of looking around, trying to find the solution around you. King Asa, he didn't. Um, my wife and I, we had a lady over to her house, and we were trying to witness to her, and uh, she was just going through different things, uh, uh, trials in her life, um, trying to get her to church as well, and 
Um, trying to get her, lead her to the Lord, can't lead her to the Lord when she won't admit she's lost. And there's different things that she was mentioning. We didn't ask to know any of these different things. She voluntarily gave us some of this information. But I could tell right off the bat that she was hurt. Uh, as the pastor said, hurting people sometimes hurt people. And just the different, uh, the, the things she would mention in the conversation, it was just very hurtful. You could, you could tell there was, there was a root problem. There was a root problem. There was something. She was hurting. And she had mentioned that she had been going to see her psychiatrist. And she, she mentioned multiple times, she's like, I've been going for so long and they're not helping. In my mind, like my flesh, I want to say out loud, well, duh, right? And you're looking in the wrong spot. Yeah. But the truth is, it's so sad. Those that don't have the Lord, that don't know him, and don't have that peace that only God can give, when they're looking in the wrong spot, yeah. I said, I just want to be honest with you. My wife was there. I, I told her, I just want to be honest with you. The truth is, you're looking in the wrong spot. You're, you're looking over here for help, when in reality, we should be looking up, myself included. And so it's so important that make sure that we're looking in the correct spot, that we're inquiring the right spot. Last king, and we'll finish. Of course, King Saul, we already know that. First Chronicles chapter 10, verse 13 and 14 says, So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit. Remember that one? Samuel was called up. Yeah. Samuel said, why, why, why did you call me up? Like, and then Samuel ended up telling him, tomorrow you're going to be with me. You and your sons are going to be with me. And it was so. Verse 14 of that chapter says, and inquired not. Yeah. Referring to Saul, talking about Saul. He didn't inquire of the Lord. Therefore, he slew him and turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse. That's scary. I don't want to be that person that where, I don't want to be in that, that position where, where um, Samuel says that he, or uh, that the scripture says that he inquired not of the Lord, so I had to give his kingdom to somebody else. I don't want to be in that position. You know, he was a music professor in the college, but he didn't inquire of the Lord. He decided to do his own thing. He started straying away, and you know what? We had to give it to somebody else. I don't want that to be said of me. I don't want that to be said of any one of us. And even more importantly, the Lord doesn't want it either. He wants us to look. that You cannot go wrong by inquiring of the Lord. I love that King David is also mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, mentioned again in what we know as the hall of, of faith, correct? In, in chapter 33, in, in uh, chapter 11, verse 33 and 34, it says, by faith subdued, talking about David and a couple other men, by faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, and I like this part, and obtained promises. Remember those promises? Uh, shall I go up? Shall I pursue? Pursue. I or the Lord, the Lord speaking, I will give it to you. It wasn't anything that David did. Why was that? Because he inquired of the Lord. Can't go, Psalm 118, verse 8 says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Not you, not even your wife, not even uh, your friend, nothing like that. He will direct thy paths. Church, I hope this evening... We're looking up. I hope we're inquiring of the Lord. And this evening, with myself included, I have to ask myself this question multiple times, sometimes multiple times in a day. Am I seeking the Lord's help? Am I asking? Uh, we have a pastor whom the Lord has given us. Am, am, I, am I speaking to uh, the wrong people about this? This is maybe something that I need to speak to my pastor about. He cares and watches over our soul. This is, this is uh, he's the man of God that God has put here for us. So it's very important. I hope this is a help to you.
Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.